I'm Dr. Orion Taraban, and this is Psychax Better Living Through Psychology. And the topic of today's short talk is turn the other cheek. So this phrase is an allusion to a verse in the Bible, namely Matthew chapter 5, verse 39, in which Jesus says, But I say unto you that ye resist not evil, but whosoever shall smite thee on the right cheek, turn to him the other also. Now this is an interesting piece of advice. And I think there are many different ways that we can interpret this. It's usually understood as an exhortation to meekness or as a model for nonviolent action. However, I'm going to offer a slightly different interpretation of this saying that I believe is actually fairly aligned with what we understand about human psychology. But before I do, please remember to smite that like button and subscribe to this channel. It takes less than a second, costs you nada, and you can consider it your good deed for the day, so do the thing. You might also check me out on YouTube, as I post there more frequently. Now, one of the reasons why turning the other cheek can be extremely effective is that it's for the victim, not the aggressor, to decide when he has been harmed. Let me explain what I mean. Let's start with the idea that there's no such objective thing as a weapon. A hand can be a tool, or it can be a weapon. A word can be a tool or it can be a weapon. A knife can be a tool, or it can be a weapon, etc. Anything can be a weapon if it's utilized with a certain intention, which is the intention to inflict harm. But here's the crazy thing. You might intend to inflict harm on me, but I'm the one who gets to decide whether I've actually been harmed. On some level, you don't even know if you've succeeded in inflicting harm upon me until I wince or cry out, or become outraged, or otherwise express in words or actions that I have, in fact, been harmed. If someone uses an object with the intention to inflict harm, and I communicate that I was, in fact, harmed, then it's my response that actually transforms that object into a weapon. And if someone uses an object as a weapon, but I communicate that I was, in fact, not harmed, then my response de-weaponizes that object. And that's what turning the other cheek effectively does. It's a way of communicating that you were not harmed despite the intention of another, which literally disarms him. He might still have the object, but he no longer has the weapon. And what does that accomplish? Well, when someone sees that a certain strategy did not have the desired outcome, that person is less likely to use that strategy again in the future. Turning the other cheek functionally puts aggression on an extinction protocol by robbing it of its reinforcement mechanism, the satisfaction of its intended purpose to inflict harm. And this would generally serve to reduce the frequency of aggression, which might actually do more to create peace on Earth than a lot of the other things people are subject to trying. Now, there's an important caveat to this. Turning the other cheek will actually disarm a lot of situations. However, in a minority of cases, it can lead to a sort of cool hand Luke situation that tends to escalate the situation by applying more forceful methods. And of course, we see just that in the story of Jesus as well. So the caveat here is something like, if you're gonna turn the other cheek, be prepared to turn every cheek you have because there's a chance that the other person will escalate. That said, in the vast majority of cases, once a person sees that their attempt to inflict harm was unsuccessful 
by your non-reactivity and non-defensiveness, he's going to drop that object and not pick it up again. And that's because it's for you to decide what is and is not a weapon by communicating whether harm has, in fact, been inflicted upon you. Something to sit with. What do you think? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below, and thank you for listening.